What's up, you guys? It is Lemons for Your Tea, and I'm your host, Robin. I do have a special guest with me today. Um, it's a young lady I went to school with in, I think, middle school and high school, if I'm not mistaken. Her name is Tony B. Um, she is a photographer, so go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Tony. Uh, you can follow me at Tony the Shooter um, on Instagram. I do have a personal page. It's Tony, but I'm not sure how many eyes is in it, but uh, I do have my photography link in the bio as well. Perfect. So um, today we're going to kind of be touching base on a little bit about her to figure out who she is and what um, what she has to offer. So you were telling me earlier about um, you were going through a lot with relationships. What do you mean particularly in relationships? Um, well, currently I'm not dating anyone at the moment. I, I honestly feel like dating right now is a big distraction in my life. And uh, so what I've been doing is I, I've just been isolating myself, like as far as family and friends and stuff like that. Uh, I don't really have the best relationship, honestly, when it comes to friends, because you can do one thing and the first thing you do and it'll have me looking at you sideways like, no, nah, this this not going to work out. So I rather just keep keep to myself and. Like how we were talking about earlier, you know, my, my spirit is real sensitive to other people as well. So that's why I say to myself as well. Okay, yeah, I totally understand that. That's how I feel too, because I normally stay at my home like 24-7. And I get anxiety attacks sometimes if I have to go out in places because um, I feel like I can feel everybody's energy. And sometimes I just, my energy doesn't agree with everybody. So I literally will have like a whole panic attack you know, in wherever I am. So I can totally understand that. Now we were talking earlier, you did mention something about um, when someone is treating you, when you're being 100% genuine to that person and they are, they are not, and then you start noticing karma attacks everyone. Now, when you say stuff like that, what do you mean exactly? Like what made you come up to that conclusion? Um, well, I pay attention to the universe and I'm, I'm big, you know, I'm big on spirituality and, you know, the energy that you put out, good or bad, it will come back. And so dealing with friends, uh, dealing with family, I've been treated a certain way, to, you know, family has treated me a certain way. So I've literally, you know, been seeing people uh, get their karma and, how can I put this? So my mom told me that I wasn't allowed at her house. Uh-huh. That was in 2000. That was last year, matter of fact. She told me I wasn't allowed at the house. It wasn't her decision. It was my stepdad's decision. Currently, my mom is being evicted by my stepdad. And when I mean evicted, I mean like he actually went to the courthouse and got her evicted because my mom doesn't want to be with him. So you know, it's a messed up, it's a messed up situation, but uh, there wasn't a reason why I wasn't allowed at the house. I wasn't causing drama or anything like, I wasn't even living with them at the time. It was just something that he wanted and she allowed for it to happen. And now, you know, you just got to watch how you treat people, especially, you know, when others aren't, aren't doing any malice towards you. So that's now, what I meant. Uh, you do speak on your mother. Um allowing your stepdad to do some things um I noticed a lot of our especially our generation um our mothers allowed our dads 
or or stepdads to do a lot of things because of whatever reason. What do what do you think the reason was for her to allow your stepdad to do whatever he wanted? Was it because of the house or disability? Yes, your stability. Uh, basically, she was living. We were living in a townhome at the time. I lived. It was me, her, my ex girlfriend, uh, my my two younger siblings, and he worked out shore. He he worked in the oil field, and um, she wanted a bigger house. She didn't want to be in the townhome anymore. So she basically gave him what he wanted, which was me not me and my ex girlfriend not being there, and that wasn't fair. You know, she would. She would come in the house, start arguments with us. She would take my phone randomly, you know, and complain about little things as far as like, oh, we left clothes in the washroom and stuff like that. And that led to me and her getting into an argument, which led to me getting kicked out. And then like a few weeks later, they moved into this house, which she is now being evicted out of. And on the eviction letter, she doesn't owe anything. It has a zero balance. It just says that he wants her out. And the judge actually granted that. So now she yeah. has to get out and she has um, she has 30 days to find somewhere else to live. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I wonder. Um, that's funny we were bringing this up. Um, this is wasn't, wasn't even what we were supposed to talk about. But as I said, I just speak on what comes natural. Um, my auntie called me the other day and was like, you need to make sure that, you know, you always are stable no matter what the situation is. Because you, exactly what you said, you don't want to be put out when he's done with you. Or, you know, if you don't want to be with him no more, you got to stay there. And I think that's a lot of things that happen as far as our generation's mother. You know, they tried to hurry up and do something that they wasn't ready for and depended on Mm -hmm. the next party. And then when it all came down to it, they're stuck out at the end because they didn't want to wait on God or, you know, they didn't want to just be patient. And I feel like that's a lot of that's that's your karma. Her karma is that not saying, you know, I don't know the situation, but I'm saying that could be personally her karma trying to hurry up and do some shit, trying to hurry up and get a bigger house when you guys probably honestly were doing fine in the townhouse. Right, exactly. You know, like we wasn't causing any drama. It's not even about the drama. It's about the literally the stability. Y'all probably were doing great in the townhouse. Y'all probably wasn't struggling. Everybody was eating. Everybody bills were paid. It wasn't no bills, you know, past due. And just because she wanted something bigger now you know right everything that glitters isn't gold amen that's 100 <laughs> percent. everything that's glitters not gold and sometimes a lot of people don't realize that sometimes a lot of people don't see that you know i might want this but this is not what god has for me exactly and it's not what god had for me so maybe it was a good thing that you had to leave because maybe it's like hey look this ain't what I want you to do too. Don't be lazy, you know? Right. Now, um, as far as um, the relationship with your mother, how do you feel like that affected your daughter? Um, my mom, she was, my mom, she, she wasn't affectionate with us. It's crazy now because every time I talk to her, she tells me that she loves me and that she's proud of me. But my mom, She's not a nurturing person. I mean, she's not a bad person either, but she looks out from time. She looks out when she can. She she helps others. She just has, uh, what, how can I put it? She just shows tough love. And so 
as far as my relationships with people, like, you know, I help everyone I can, but dating wise, I can be a little tough as well too. And not not physical, but I can be tough as far as like my words, like my words will hurt you, but not because I'm trying to, you know, belittle you or anything. It's literally because I love you. And that's the type of love that, that I grew up with. So So let me ask. So since since you made a you made a comment that that's the love that you grew up with, do you feel as though that your mom didn't or didn't know how to like didn't know how to be affectionate, which is why she didn't be affectionate. Do you think that like she doesn't know how to show love? Yeah, yeah, she doesn't. Like I had these conversations with my siblings all the time. Like my brother, he said the other day the same thing. You know, she when we get on the phone, she oh I love you and stuff like that. But we was we didn't grow up like that. You know, my mom, if I recall, my mom she wouldn't even she wouldn't even tell us happy birthday like we had a cake we had ice cream we had a party but as far as a simple oh happy birthday you know we didn't get that we had cards and stuff but it was just hard for her to show affection because of how my grandfather raised her and to this day my grandfather my grandfather he's still a strict man he's still you know by the book old school and stuff like that as well but I can honestly say that my mom she's trying because she realized her faults and she realized you know that it comes a time where you have to change like repeated cycles where you have to break uh family cycles and stuff like that as well okay so with that being said like how do you feel about her trying to change does it make you feel uncomfortable knowing because knowing this is how you grew up or is it does it frighten you a little bit how does it make you feel Honestly, it's it's weird. <laughs> it, that's that's the word I could I could put it. Like I'm I'm grateful that she's that she's showing you know us affectionate us affection now. But just a simple when we get off the phone, love you. Like yeah, she says love you. She she doesn't say I love you. She says love you. Like it's it's weird because I didn't grow up with that. I want to say for my birthday, I was in jail. My 25th birthday, she she actually said happy birthday and I love you for the first time that I could remember. And that that really touched me because it, I know that my mom loves me, but sometimes, you know, we actually need to hear that from our parents. I was just about to say that I don't think a lot of people understand that um, because think about what you hear a lot of parents say, not just probably yours, but, you know, your friend's parents. I was there. I was there. I worked all the time, but I still made sure you had this. I still made sure you had this. I still made sure you had this, but I wasn't physically there. And so I don't think people realize sometimes you just need a physical touch. You just need a, hey, I love you. You just need a, how are you doing? You just need a, you know, that just simple, a simple, just like, you know, something small, a simple gesture, a gesture. (laughs) What in the world? A simple, like, you know, like just something to where you acknowledging like people don't know materialistic things doesn't always push it kids remember like yeah I remember you gave mama a hundred dollars but you also didn't come to my birthday party I remember on my basketball game (laughs) yeah I was just gonna say I remember you paid for my shoes for the basketball game but I also remember you didn't come to not one of them you know it is a lot of parents are uh a lot of parents are are great providers but they're not good parents that's they're great is. providers, but they're not good. It's a word I can't even think think of it. Nurturers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you, you can provide and see what I've learned is um, 
our community is so broken that we forgot how to be a family. We forgot our roles. We forgot how to take care of, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like we right. forgot how to, how to be a family because we can, we think paying the bills all the time and doing that is just enough. And my kids should be good. And then trying to figure out why my kids acting a plum fool in school. Cause my kid ain't seen me in five weeks. Right. You know what I'm it's, saying? And it's been, it's been times where, where I couldn't lean on my mom emotionally. So I would lean on the, the person that I'm dating emotionally, you know, and I would say that that affected my relationships as well, because sometimes I would meet older women and I'm talking like 40 plus, not dating them, but, you know, I would meet them on, on a, a we'll build like a daughter mother relationship and that wouldn't work out as well. But at the same time, you know, my mom, she the type, she'll, she'll get mad and she'll put me on block. Like, I just had to unblock my photography page because I wanted her to see, you know, what I'm doing and how I'm prospering right now. And like I said, you know, it, that that affected my relationships with other people as well because I don't have my mom. I'm, I'm not trying to replace you, but it's people, it's other other friends, moms who are looking at me. Right, exactly. You know, that's crazy that we really do have a lot um, in common because that is something that I felt... Um, See, my mom, at until up to 12, my mom had me at 16. So up to 12, she really wasn't there because she was trying, she was running the streets, trying so hard to run away from my grandma and my auntie. You know what I'm saying? And as a kid, I'm not noticing this, what you're doing. I just noticed that every time you get on that bus, I feel an aching feeling. I, I noticed that every time you get on that bus, I just feel like, okay, when, was it, when is the next time? I'm like a deadbeat dad, like a dad that's supposed to come you know what I'm saying? Like a dad is supposed to come uh, pick you up, but ain't came in about three weeks and then pop up and come get you and then leave. It's you know? crazy because I, I never, my dad passed away before I was born. And so I never met my dad. I probably, my dad died when he was 17. I've only seen pictures. And I wish that we would have met, but I don't, I don't you know necessarily let my trauma affect me. I just, I learned how to block it out and keep going. And you see, I did that a lot too, especially um, especially like up to like 23 until my mom passed. And I had to learn that I had to stop doing that. Like you gotta learn how to, I'm not telling you what to do. That's not what I'm saying. I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I did. You know, I'm telling you that what what I had to do is learn how to face this shit at that moment because when my mom when my mom died. When I say so much stuff, everything that, um, you know, we talked earlier and I broke down a little, a little bit to you to let you know, you know, where I was coming from. So when my mom died, I let the guests know, you know, what my stepdad did to me a little bit. And I put that in a hole, like a treasure, a treasure chest, buried it in the back of my head. So every mm -hmm. trauma that ha have ever happened to me, I did the same exact thing, especially if it had something to do with my mom. So everything that had to do with my mom that I put to the side and tried to forget. And I didn't even, honestly, I totally forgot about it. It was like, okay, whatever is done deal. When my mom died, it was like, everything was just popping open. Like somebody was literally inside my head, digging up all of the, the treasure, like all of the treasure chests, you know, like digging up every one of them and then just opening them, just opening them, just opening them. And it was so much for me. I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I remember... My mama died in 
on December 19th. Girl, <laughs> I called so my 2020? Son, 2000 and, uh, 2018. <laughs> I okay, called myself, okay. I buried my mama. Well, no, I'm sorry, not buried. She was cremated. My sister's birthday is June, June, January 4th. We had her, um, her, her memorial thing and got her, her ashes on January 5th. Okay. I started mm-hmm. school January 7th, trying to tell myself, okay, I got this. I'm about to keep going. My auntie put me up. Girl, I was living on my grandma's couch at the time. My auntie put the whole couch out and put wow. on two days after the, the, it was the seventh. I just so happened to come home because my, my mom, as I told you, my mom died of HIV. So her last 60 days of her life was literally me taking care of her. Like when she came home, I was literally at the hospital 24-7, going to school, coming home, going to the hospital, going to school, coming home, going to the hospital. Like that was my routine until she came to my grandma's house. And then my routine is going to school, taking care of her. To a point that I couldn't even go to school no more because I really had to focus on my mom because I really had to focus on my mom because nobody, my, my grandma and my auntie would not do it. Like they would not do it. And I already told you, I already, I had already in my head knew my mom was about to die. So I was just trying to make sure she was comfortable dying because everybody was like, Robin, you're just being dramatic. Like, I know what I'm talking about. Like y'all not listening to me. Like on some Noah's art, the, the story that we hear of Noah's art, you know, mm-hmm. that he tried to tell everybody like, look, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. And y'all didn't listen, so boom, it happened. I told y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's what the situation was. So uh, I had a friend at the time. She took me away because her mom had just died a year prior, literally, like at the beginning of the 2019. My mom died at the end of 2000. No, beginning of 2018. My mom died in December. Her mom died in January. So she understood what I was mentally going through at the time. So she took me for about two days and was like, just chill at my house. Don't worry about it. I got you on everything. You know what I'm saying? And when I came back, girl, everything that I was slept on, the covers that I was sleeping on, the couch that I had was outside. Some of my stuff was outside. And the girl that I was with, she was like, Robin, ain't that your stuff? And I was like, bro, what the fuck? Wow. Like, and I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to sleep on the floor. I'm going to sleep on the floor. I got to go to school. Then I'm like, I can't deal with this because the girl, like my auntie was going doing the absolute most, like the absolute most at this time. Like to a point that I'm trying to really figure out what is going on in my life. She coming out in the middle of the street screaming like, yo, oh, that's why your mama died and your mama got HIV AIDS. And like, like blasting in the middle of the street. So a point that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm about to beat your ass. Then my friend had to pick me up and like, no, you're doing good. You ain't fought. You're doing good. Leave her alone. Let her have that. Just go about your business. So I ended up going by my business. That day, my grandma put me out the house, literally. And I'm just like, you know, you know what? I I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I was so at, I was literally at a point that I had, remember I told you right before my mom died, I had just got an Impala. I had just got my Impala, okay? And I'm sitting inside my parlor in the car in front of my grandma's house. The way my grandma, my grandpa set the house up, he redid did our garage into a room. And that's where my auntie mm-hmm. And I'm sitting in front of the garage just looking at it because at this point, my mama just died. You just put all my shit outside. You just blast my mama business like a few, like I think it was like a few either months or weeks, something like that after my mama died. 
I'm trying to finish school and I'm losing my mind because I have anxiety. Like I'm literally losing my mind right now. And every time I ask for help, people like, Robin, you good, you crazy because I'm known to be the strong one, put it up. So I'm looking at the garage like, dude, I'm about to kill her. I'm about to run my car into this house, kill us both. I know she in there laying down, right? I know she in there laying down. I had OnStar on my, um, I don't know if y'all, people, you guys remember OnStar. Yeah, I do. OnStar, like, OnStar used to be in cars. I don't know if they're still in cars now, but in like the Impalas, the Chevy Cadillacs, cars like that, they had OnStar. And if you push OnStar, you, like, emergency come. And I don't know what pushed OnStar. I don't know how OnStar came on. All the thing I heard is, what's the emergency? And I just started screaming. Like, I just started literally screaming because I lost it at that moment. Because I'm like, I'm about to kill you and me. And I ain't going to lie. I got split personality. I'm not going to lie. But I know how to control them. Like, so it's mm-hmm. literally me and the, the other bitch in there going back and forth. Because she like, kill us. Kill us all, cause they got you fucked up, and I'm like, they do got me fucked up. But I'm about to do this way. I can't, I can't let her ruin my life. Like I cannot allow her to ruin my life, because if I, if I do what you say, I'm a, I'm a end up dead, hurt really, really bad, or in jail. Right. Them not a good option. Those are not a good option for me. Like that is not a good option for me. So when, when they say what's the emergency, I'm literally screaming like screaming so I backed up because my godmother stayed like three houses down I backed up into her driveway and I'm trying to walk into her house to let her know like I need help while the I guess at this point I can't even respond to the own star but I just know she keep asking what's where are you you know they got GPS on your car so police come and at this point I'm historical because I don't I, I'm literally about to kill us all. And I told him, I said, listen, I need help. I'm about to kill us all. Like, I'm about to kill us all. I said, don't kill me because I don't have no weapons on me. But you have to understand, like, listen, this is what I'm going through. My mama just died. I just got put out of my grandma's house. I have nowhere to go. Like, and he looked at me and he seen how serious. And I'm like, I'm literally in the middle of the street screaming, like screaming at the top of my lungs. And he just grabbed me, held my hand and allowed me to scream. And was like, we're going to take you to the emergency room. When I went to the emergency room, when I was, when I told you I've been at the point where my life is over, I'm done. Like I'm yeah. done. I literally in the emergency room and remind you, they got me on suicide watch because I just told them all of this information. And I something just tell me, remind you, I say personality, the devil be working. The devil will work if he know you got a something wrong with me, split personality, he gonna go ahead and spit that put that bitch in your ear. Like I'm mm-hmm. the IV. And I'm like. If I unplug the IV, what's going to happen? <laughs> just unplug it. Girl, I unplugged the IV from my arm. Blood just starts to dripping, you know, because, you know. And the man looked. He said, what the hell? <laughs> he fixed <laughs> it real fast. He said, uh-uh, you can't have this door closed because something told me to walk in when I did. He walked in literally. As soon as I, like, as soon as I unplugged it, I say about five seconds he walked in. Like, you know, God told him, to, uh-uh, open that door. And he was like, uh-uh. Right. Let me go ahead and keep this door open because someone's hoping to open this door. And I'm glad I did at the time because you almost killed your goddamn self. We're not, you're not down on my watch. He, and he kept saying, you, you're powerful. He was like, you're not down on my watch. You're powerful and you're going to see why. He was like, I don't know what, what, what's going on, but God keeps saying you're powerful and you're going you're gonna to be great. So I'm like, okay, 
I hear because you. you have a purpose. You have yeah, a purpose to I be here. You. I hear you, but at this point in my head, something is wrong, and I don't know what it is. Like, like yeah, my mama died. I knew she was dying, so I'm fine. This is what's going on in my head. Like, I knew my mama's dying. Like, I knew. I knew it's okay. Like, you already processed this. You know, like you already processed this. Then I say the time her the time of her birthday, not the time of her birthday, the the yearly anniversary almost. But it's the yearly anniversary to the day we find out that she had cancer. So my it's my birthday. Okay. So my birthday, I'm fine. I just got my job. I just got my apartment. In my head, I'm doing great. Like I got a car. I'm in a totally better situation than I was in literally five months ago, six months ago. So I'm like, okay, girl, my birthday come. I'm good. The next fucking day swear to god it was like my body woke up and i was literally back in the same the same area that i was in the year prior like you know the movies when they die and then they wake up they start the day over yeah that's how it was for me i woke up and the year started over every every day i woke up the year it was like 2018 all over again so i was literally in my like as i'm going to work as i'm doing everything else like i'm still being productive but I can still I'm still playing 2018 in my head like every second of the day mm-hmm. like I can like when I say I can write a book about the last six I am going to write a book but I, I what I call the like the book y'all need to be on the lookout for my book okay I give it about six months nah fuck that I don't got time for that I'm gonna, give it about a year <laughs> <laughs> give it about a year it's called the last 60 days um that's a good title that's a good you. title I'm, I'm still trying to think of a, a title for my script I'm I'm in What's funny, school I right did it now in jail. <laughs> I did it in jail I, jail <laughs> I mean after. that'd be the best time though you have nothing yeah. but time you got nothing but time to think and quiet. it's quiet especially at night because I slept all yeah. day and I stayed up all night because I needed the quietness jail for me right. the last time I went to jail for tickets it was like a recharge you know like a vacation literally but I got all my shit, girl. When I say literally, like the last six days of my mama's life, she started replaying in my head to a point that I literally went to my supervisor and I said, I need help. And he was like, what? And then I just started, I don't know what it is, but I mean, just start panic attacks. Like they just come out of nowhere. Like it just came. And he's like, what's wrong? And I explained to him, like, this is why I can't come to work because at this point, so up to like November, November, December, I'm missing a lot of work. I cannot get out of bed. I do not want to shower. I do not want to mm-hmm. eat. All I'm doing is smoking and drinking and I'm going back to sleep. And then on top of that, I'm taking PM medicine to put me back to sleep because I can't close my eyes because every time I close my eyes, I'm rethinking it again. So let me just shut off. I'm trying to shut down everything at the moment. And I'm like, this is not like me. This is not like right. me. I, I can't figure out what's wrong. Like, like I just at this in my head, I fixed the problem. I fixed the problem. I, I, I'm good now. I'm in my own stuff. I got what is wrong, girl? I went to a therapist. <laughs> Black people, we need therapy. Okay, don't let anybody tell you we don't. We need therapy. Like that was the best thing that could happen to me because I went in that there. Her name was Miss Ladon. If y'all ever hear about Miss Ladon in Houston, go to her because she gonna get your ass together. 
and not disrespectfully. <laughs> no, like honestly, she gonna get your ass together and make you. She gonna and make you answer your own questions. She's not the therapist that's gonna. Oh well, you da 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 da. No, she gonna ask you questions that's gonna make you answer your own questions. Like you know. And mm-hmm. she just started telling, asking me to talk. She was like, "Just talk. Tell me what's wrong." Like just, and I'm like, "I don't know what's wrong." She was like, "Okay, what's what's today?" And then I just started talking about today. But the day that I'm talking about is not today. It was the previous year. And she said, "Baby, you're not in that year. What are you talking about?" And I was like, "See, that's what I'm talking about. I don't know what's wrong with me." So she was like, "Okay, what happened a year ago?" And I was like, "Well, my mom died." She said, "That's what's wrong with you. You're a, you have PTSD." And I'm like, PTSD? Like, what the hell? I ain't been in a damn war. Like, what the hell are you talking about? PTSD? Like, that's that's what you hear. But you were still grieving, too. Right. I didn't know that, though. In my head, I thought grieving was boom, boom, boom. You're done. I didn't nah, realize. I'm still dealing with the death of my aunt and, and, and especially my grandmother. Like, some days, I'm, most days I'm good now, but some days I'm not. And, like, I... My family, we don't deal with death. Like, that was the first death, I would say, in, like, 25 years. So when my aunt passed away, like, it's, it's crazy to me because I still feel like she's here. Like, I still I still feel like I can call her and my grandmother, pick uh-huh. up the phone, talk to them, and stuff like that. But I can't. And so, like, some, even, I can't even look at pictures right now. Like, if I see a picture of them, it'll make me sad, and I'll just have to, you know, distance Remove myself yourself. for a little bit. Yeah because I, I'm not used to death and so that's what I'm dealing with as well you know grieving healing reflecting on doing some shadow work reflecting on myself where I messed up it and just trying to you know I think that be a better person too. I didn't realize that until you said something like I didn't I didn't I realize that either I didn't deal with death a lot either um now that you're saying something uh, every death that I had that I knew about that was like you know meaningful to me were years apart so I didn't even realize that I didn't know how to deal with it and that year was my grandma and my mom you know so that's crazy yeah I don't I don't when it comes to my dad like I don't think about my dad because I never met him so it's like it's it's, it might be fucked up to say yeah yeah it might be fucked up to say but I don't grieve somebody I never knew you know like I know his I know he's his DNA is is running through me but I don't get sad about it because I've never met him. So how can you have emotions for someone you never met? So let me ask. Let me ask that you said that because I always wanted to know because, you know, people, so um, some kids are born without their mother because, you know, they died doing birth or something like that. So since you were born and your father died before you were born, how does that make you feel knowing that, you know, you didn't have a chance to meet him? Because you say you don't grieve about him, but do you have other emotions up towards him? Um, the only emotions I would get is like, I would want to know, like, who do I act like? Who do I look like? Like, I know I have some of my mother's features, but who do I look like the most? You know, like, if, if, okay, like when I was in school, I would get in trouble a lot. Like, which parent would I want the teacher to call? You know, stuff like that. But as far as like emotional, I really, I really don't get sad about it. Honestly, like, it don't, it really don't bother me. I feel like even if it was my mom and my and my dad was here, I feel like I I still feel the same way too. Because like I said, I I can't have emotions for someone I never met. Yeah, I always wondered how that um played a part because um I see some people handle it different. I've seen some people 
have a feeling like, okay, I'm jealous because everybody around me have this person and I don't. And then and honestly, um, I'm not a jealous person. Like I've I've seen I've had friends and I've seen kids, you know, they they went through stuff like their parents went through a divorce or, you know, they'll be like, oh, I wish my mom did this. I wish I wish my family was more like yours. But I've honestly like never had those thoughts. And uh, I don't know. It just it just never really affected me. I What's guess. funny, girl, I used to think everybody family was just like mine. So when people used to tell me they ain't have like I call my Nina, I call my godmother Nina. And when people be like, girl, what is a Nina? You don't got a Nina? <laughs> I call out my I call out my auntie's nanny. Like that's 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 how we well, I'm from Louisiana, yeah. so that's how we I call, call my, my we call nanny. nanny. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, I, I don't have any emotions towards it. Um I just wish I knew like who I who I acted like more, like as far as like personality wise and stuff like that. Do you feel like the fact that you don't know your father played a part in your adulthood, or do you feel like that had nothing to do with the way you were raised? Um, no, no, honestly, because like I said, I don't, I don't think about it, I don't dwell on it, and I don't know, like people, people be look, people throw pity parties. I'm not one of them people that that throw pity parties. Like, oh, I, I, oh. I never met my daddy, so this is why I act like that. Like I'm not one of them people at all. I've I and I've met several people like that. Oh, me and my mama, we don't have a good relationship, so that's why I act like this. Like, nah, I don't, I don't really do that. Like I, like I said, I just, I just can't have no like somebody I don't know. That, um, that that does that to a certain extent, be juicing it because I feel like if you if you can identi- identify. I act like this because of this situation. That means you have already you've already mastered one step of the problem. You don't want you don't want to get better. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like because you, you are acknowledge you your, your problem. You yeah, comfortable. you comfortable like that. And that's what I had to tell my ex. I was like, you know, you're not relationship material because because of the way you are. And she always would bring up her her mom, her dad, and she made up a like you said, people be juicing and people be lying. You made up a whole story and said, oh, that you was poor, but you grew up in a nice neighborhood the whole time. So you just never know with people. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she would be like, oh, I used to she eat hit out you of with a <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, you was not poor. You grew up in a nice neighborhood. You, you made it seem like you was born in the trenches, and you was not at all. But you know, if people handle me like that when they say when they hear that I'm from a city when I tell them my story. But I be feeling like people gotta understand like my whole life wasn't in my city. But I'm not speaking saying that that's her. But I'm saying for me, like you know, like people be like, "Girl, you from a city? My city live like this. They don't live like bro." Nah, cause I, I get the, I get I get approached the same way. Oh yeah, you from a city? You think you better than everybody? Y'all think y'all are, y'all out there eating steak and shrimp? But like, I mean, sis, everybody not. Like yeah, we we from oh, city is the people good. from yeah, but city people from the hood, the parents that got a little bit of money, they want to take the parents, that kids out the hood, but barely they can barely afford it. Like what are you exactly. talking about? Exactly, exactly. And you said barely afford it. Like yeah, it's crazy. 
like barely, literally barely affording it. Like we got to figure out, we going to like, when people don't understand, they be like, oh, you, you get your steak and strip. Like, no, I didn't have lobster until I was like 20 for the first time. <laughs> I just had lobster for the first time at 24. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and we from our city, like, don't get me wrong. Like people got to realize like most city in Missouri city are two different things. Yes, exactly. it's Missouri City. You are absolutely correct about that. But <laughs> you got on the same street, you got the nice houses and you got the ghetto houses. You got the people on the on, like literally you can walk outside and interact with the same people on the same neighborhood, same street, but they got a little bit more money than you. They house a little bit more, a little bit more bigger than you because your, your mama just wanted to make sure you went to a decent school, not even realizing. Exactly. Everybody that's go to school with you, parents from from South Park, Acres Homes, A Leaf, Kate, you know what I'm saying? All they parents from the hood too, and all these niggas ghetto as hell too. Cause my mom, my mom took me out of Marshall. I had I had gotten trouble at Marshall. My mom took me out of Marshall and transferred me to Elkins, and it was the same shit, different toilet, basically. Yeah. Just with just more white people. Yeah, they not even realize they they them ghetto white people. But people don't exactly. even, I'm not even trying to be rude, but people that the white men, the white people that stay in my city when we got there, because let's make something clear. White people was there before we got there. And when we got mm-hmm. there, they started leaving. And the ones that either stayed or came were the ones that were in a situation like us. They had money, but they ain't have money much. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't wear Jordans. I didn't wear, you know, fancy ass shoes, like name brand ass clothes. I went to city chains. Like, my grandma gave us $250 in shopping spirit city trends. And I, I don't shop at the mall now. That shit is it's overrated to me. It's like, overrated. Now I'm older, I'm, I'm going to be a millionaire. Person. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm older to put in this. Let's go spend $20 on my outfit. But my outfit. I can go to Ross and go find something nice. Exactly. Girl, I would go to Shein. You hear me? Spend $100, get a whole wardrobe, and have 100,000 different outfits. Okay? Mhm. Like we from no, like this is crazy. But um, if you can speak to your fourteen year old self, what would you say? Ooh, I would tell myself that everything is gonna be okay. I would tell myself, you know, keep going. You know what you're destined for. Um, stay away from certain people, and. I will, I will probably tell myself, you know, uh, just stay grounded more. Like, don't don't try to I, – well, I never was a follower either. I always did my own thing. But I probably would have stayed in sports, you know, stuff like that. But I'm a jack of all trades. So um, I probably, I probably would have ventured out into other things as well. But, yeah, I probably would tell myself, you know, just stay grounded and stay focused because I, I have a problem with staying focused. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. But – once my mind is set on what I want to do, then that's just what it is. Yeah, I have a problem staying focused and disciplined too. Um, I'm not even gonna lie. Last week episode, I was hardly that hardly got published because I was had so much on my mind, so much on I was trying to do so much, not even paying attention. And then by the time Friday got here, it was like I ain't even finished editing. Like, I had to hurry up and edit to post it before 8 o'clock Friday, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm um, 100%. Um, what I would tell myself at 14, 
is, matter of fact, I wouldn't even go to 14. I'll go to 12. It's crazy to say, I would tell myself, don't move in with your mom. Allow everybody <laughs> else, I'm just being honest, allow everybody else to make their decision on your own. You are not anyone's protector. Protect yourself and um, choose your friends wisely. I feel like a lot of my friends at 14, 12, and 13, I feel like I've, I chose horrible friends. Like, don't get me wrong, like, um, I still communicate with some of my friends, you know, but I feel like we became friends for horrible reasons or the way if once I looked back at the situation, it was like, okay, this really wasn't a good friendship setup. You know what I'm saying? I ended up getting into some right. stuff that I had no business getting into at a young age. You, you know, know like, my mom used to always tell me, and I don't know, people might look at it differently, but my mom used to always tell me, you ain't got no friends. Like, we couldn't even have people at the house. Like, I was nervous to ask, can I go to certain places and can such and such come over? But my mama was, she also one of them people, like, I don't want people in my house because people have bad spirits, which is true also. Uh But I can honestly say that she was right, you know, when it comes to certain people about you don't have no friends. Because I didn't have people riding my car with the whole time they envy of me. You know, like I didn't been out to the club and did stuff like that where I thought this person was my best friend. We buying out the whole bar, but they not here now. And so... That's why I'm glad, you know, I went through my, I'm going, I'm on my spiritual journey and I'm going through my spiritual journey alone because I wouldn't, I can't picture my, I can't picture nobody else on this spiritual journey. Like how I was telling you about, yeah, exactly. And like how I was telling you earlier about the manifesting, like I have my dream car right now. I have a 2007 BMW uh, 328i and I always wanted that car, same color, same model, everything. And when I was younger, I told myself I was going to get that car. But the whole time I had my car, I never pictured nobody on the side of me listening to music. We riding to the beach and to the club together. So that's why I'm grateful that, you know, I do everything on my own because some people, a lot of people, they they not, they not, they don't care. Genuine. You know? Yep. You know, that's crazy you said that because I have always seen like I've always seen myself, like I'll say all the time, like I know I'm supposed to be in a nice house. I know I'm supposed to be going to different islands I know I'm supposed to be talking to people I'm not supposed to be saving people lives I know I was supposed to be damn near a billionaire like I know I know this I know I'm supposed to be helping other people you know leading them the way but I just couldn't figure out how to get there you know and now that mm-hmm. I'm here I'm like okay I know girl I did mushrooms that's what it is to me <laughs> I didn't <Hey>. mushroom. <laughs> my boyfriend was like hey baby let's try some mushrooms he did some mushrooms and he was like man I wish I could speak like this all the time da, 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 da. like he was just talking like like turn on talking like like you know on some like real live educated type shit like I want to do this mm-hmm. this this I'm like hmm and then I heard Mike Tyson also say the best thing that ever happened to me was mushrooms because when I got on mushrooms, I started seeing life for what it is and that changed my life and helped me. And then I was like, a lot of people say that too. And I was like, you know what? Mushrooms is illegal. And when you know so certain things illegal, it helps you. So let's figure right. out why it's illegal. You know what? I haven't, I haven't smoked or drank in three months. My mind has been clearer. My mind has been sober. I've been seeing things for what it really is. And 
I was mad at myself because I went to a party, I want to say, either this past weekend or a weekend before last, I had a photo shoot. I went to a party and I saw these brownies and I'm like, oh shit, them brownies look good as hell. So I ate one. And then I started like getting sleepy and getting tired. And towards the end of the party, when they started shutting down, I heard this girl say, oh, I'm taking them brownies because they got weed in them. And I was so mad because I had been doing so good by di- like I used to I used to smoke every day. I'm talking That's like me. buying an ounce a week. I used to smoke uh-huh. every day. And I told myself, I'm I told my first of all, I don't know. I just feel like I don't need to smoke. Like what what is it really helping me with? You know, it's other ways to to cope with my anxiety and cope with my depression. And then See, I'm that's not what even I'm a trying drinker. to figure out. That's what I'm trying to figure out because for me, it's for that. Because if I don't, my anxiety gets a 100% millions. Like, you know, and I've been smoking. My mama gave me my first blunt when I was like 13, 12, you know. And I feel like I've been smoking so long that I've gotten to a point. Like, I'm, I ain't going to lie. I'm a functioning weedhead. And I really, really much, like, truly want to stop smoking because I hear a lot of people say, like, what you just said, that I feel the best I've ever felt in life because, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not tired. I have energy, you know, and I want to be able to feel like that. And sometimes when I don't smoke, like when I was working out and I was uh, not smoking, I felt the best that I've ever felt. And then I started smoking again. I'm like, yeah. And then I stopped working out, you know, and I just feel horrible again. So that is something that I do want to stop doing, smoking too. Was it hard for you? No, it was, no, it wasn't hard. Um, I had got to the point where, like, like I said, I'm not really a drinker, but I had started drinking, and I mean, like, taking shots. Normally, shots make me throw up, but I was, I was taking shots, and I was trying to cope with like the loss of my grandmother and stuff like that. And then one day, I think, I think school really, you know, disciplined me too. Like, I don't want to go to school smelling like weed. I don't want to go to class high and stuff like that. And I'm just really focused on my dream right now. My dream is to, you know, write a movie script, have it published and have it in theaters. And that's what I'm focusing on right now. And so I haven't worked out yet because I'm chasing my dream. And I told myself, once I get my career to where I want it to be, then maybe, you know, maybe I might smoke a blunt. But right now I just feel like it's holding me back too. But no, it wasn't, it wasn't hard. I just had to discipline myself. Like I'm not where I want to be in life per se. I'm not exactly where I want to be. Yes, I'm doing better than how I was a year ago, but I know I can be doing way better. better. So in yeah. in order for me to succeed, I have to I have to cut out what's holding me back and we was holding me back. Like I don't even I don't even go out um I don't even go out no more. I'm supposed to be going out tonight uh, to my sister in law's house because my, my birthday just passed and they want to throw me a little party so I'm excuse me. I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna celebrate with them. But other than that, no, I haven't been drinking. I haven't been smoking. And I feel I feel good. And what do you do to cope with your anxiety when you have an, when you feel like you have an anxiety attack? Um, I take deep breaths. I'm into crystals now, so uh, I sleep with my crystals. They help me sleep. Also, I I wear my crystals on me. Um, yeah, I pray. I pray a lot as well. Uh, I just I learned how to block out negativity you know I I have a thing where like if something bothers me I I will address it right then right right there at the moment but now I I just don't let anything negative you know affect my day because when you when you allow certain stuff to affect your day and 
once it really gets to you, you have that dark cloud over you. And I don't want that dark cloud on me at all. So I just tend to separate myself, even like with, with family, like you just got to love them from a distance sometimes. Yeah, that is very true. You know, like you, you said, oh, you said a lot that I didn't even have to stop you and say like, yeah, like, you know, like that's how I feel too. Like, but no, because. And I don't watch TV either, like t- TV, music. Yeah, music could calm you down, but it's certain stuff that you listen to as well, you know, that could, that could mess with your everyday you. living. Mm-hmm. You know, that you said that a lot of people don't realize that the music that they're listening to is slave-catching music. Yeah, exactly. They don't even know that the music that your kids are listening to is teaching them to go do exactly what the music is telling them so they can go do exactly, be they can either be in jail or dead paying for the you know what i'm saying like they're slave catching even they don't understand that yeah because like i got a friend i got a homeboy he he listened to music he listened to stuff that you know trap sell drugs blah blah then now like it got to the point where like he was on drugs real bad and he wanted to be a trapper and stuff like that and i'm like nah bro like music is really an influence you know like i'm not trying i'm not trying to tell you how to live your life i just want what's best for you but i just had to do a lot of self-reflecting a lot of healing and I had to you know change my environment as well too like like how you mentioned earlier you know you had got kicked out I think you said twice in one day when I was dating my ex-girlfriend you know we were unstable we got kicked out of everywhere we went because of her and I didn't grow up in an unstable home so once I got stable like I live with my aunt now it's very peaceful um I mean, it's a it's 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 real peace. Like this, this is the most peace I've had in a long time. And now that I'm over here, don't nobody know where I live at. I like that. Uh, I just I just really had to change my environment and my surroundings. And also, I meditate too. Like meditating is real good too. And what? How do you meditate? Because a lot of people um, don't know how to meditate. Well, I meditate. Um, I found I found a couple of videos on YouTube and like I said, I'm into crystals. So I place my crystal wherever it needs to be and I just close my eyes and I visualize, you know, with the I listen to guided meditation. That's what helps me a lot as well. And it's to the point I, I put my phone on do not disturb all day because I don't want nobody disturbing my peace. Like I, I meditate mm-hmm. in the morning. I, I set my intentions, you know what I want to do. I say my affirmations every morning and that's how I go about my day. Like, I don't like, I don't like, uh, how can I put it? I don't like the, the unexpected. So that's why I, I, I plan my day out early, early, first thing in the morning. And that's exactly what I want to do for the day. Like, even with this photography stuff, you know, I have people calling me on a, on, on days where they want me to come do something in the next hour. And I'm like, no, you have to give me a 24 hour advance notice because that is, I'm a Virgo. We don't like we don't like to be unorganized, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm a Libra, so we gotta be on a scale. Yeah, exactly. Because if it's not, if it's not flowing, I have a whole anxiety attack. <laughs> I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. Like if it's not flowing how it's supposed to, I feel like okay, wait. No, but I that's true though. Out. Like I, I, I really like I live, you know. I live accordingly and like I said it's a certain way how I live my life like you can't you can't tell me oh I want to shoot a video today can you pull up at, at 3 30 and it's 2 45 like no that's not gonna work out 
give me a, a heads up. Like that's why I tell you. That's why I told you the the last time. Like, look, we can do the another thing tomorrow. But as far as this, we're not gonna be able to do this because. I'm not prepared. And that's exactly what I said at first. Like, I'm not prepared and I have to be prepared before I do something. And that's why I didn't want to put out um, Friday's episode, last Friday's episode, because I did, I wasn't prepared. I just felt like I didn't know what to talk about. I didn't know what to, you know, and I felt like lately I've just been letting God use my mouth because I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what to say. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not big on christianity christianity i'm not big on you know religion but i'm very big on spiritual like i can communicate very well with god like you know first name basics and that's understandable because i grew up in the church house but like i said you know losing people that are close to me it led me to my spiritual journey and i can't have this conversation with certain people and it's to the point honestly like like for my birthday, I did a photo shoot in the Heights and this lady, she walked up to me and she was like, hey, how you doing? She started talking to me and she starts pulling out her crystal. But before she put out her crystal, she was asking me about my rose quartz that's around my neck. And once I told her what it was for, she was like, oh, you know your stuff. So she was like, you know, nice to meet you. And then I went out to Las Vegas, the person sitting next to me, she just started talking to me and she was like, I feel like it was, you know, meant for me to talk to you. And we, me and her, we had a long, deep spiritual conversation. And that's what I told my sister. I said, you know, you are what you attract. Like, mm-hmm. I see, uh, I see spirit that's animals. That's 100% true. You know what? I didn't think about that. That's 100% true that you said that. Because since I've been doing what I've been doing, I've been attracting completely different people. And you keep saying Vegas and your stones and stuff. I want to, I want to point something out, um, and you can start back talking, but that's where I got all my my stuff, my crystals from. I have a whole crystal, like a whole bunch of crystals. And I, my boyfriend went into the mall out there, and I just kept something kept telling me to go, go in there, and come, something kept telling me to walk around. And I'm not the type of person that walk around big malls because I told you I have anxiety. And when I walked mm-hmm. around, I found a crystal store and just had a whole anxiety attack, but a good one. And I was like, oh my god, I need these. And I just went to the ones that um, came to me. So. I, we probably came to each other for a reason, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I've I've been hearing that's my that's my third time hearing that this month. I swear that's my third time hearing that in like two weeks. Like I said, I met the lady on the plane, then I met the lady in the heights, and they mm-hmm. they both said the same thing. And that's why I was telling my friend, you know, like I used to be the type of person when somebody do me wrong, yeah, I'm gonna get them back. Now yep. I don't I don't I don't do that. I let God handle it, like real Ooh, talk. That's people crazy. Be, I just had that conversation with my boyfriend yesterday and he told me I was evil for that and I had to explain to him I'm not evil because what I said was I used to beat beat bitches up like you did something to me I'm gonna beat your ass now Mm-hmm. Now you so used to me beating your ass. You so used to me about to beat your ass. I don't even got to beat your ass no more. You walking because you're around, giving them your power. Exactly. You're giving them your power when you do exactly. that. Exactly. You walking around right now expecting me to, to hop out the corner and beat your ass. And now that I'm sitting here chilling, you you going crazy. You going crazy thinking like she about to be my ass anytime. Nope. Right. I'm not. I'm chilling. And nah, now you my mama crazy. Um, my mom always told me, you know, to to chill out, you know, let God handle it. And, and I'm young. I, I've never understood that until now. Like, seriously. Uh-huh. I, I feel like, honestly, that's the best, that, that's the best revenge, you know, sit back. Karma don't miss nobody. Mm, sometimes it hits you so fast. Sometimes it hits them so fast that they don't even have time to finish what they were doing to you. Right, exactly. Like, 
sometimes like right now um for example mom i had a lot of tra trauma in my childhood i'm not even gonna lie like a lot of things that you said your mom wasn't affectionate for you my grandma wasn't affectionate for us and the reason why i asked you if um do you feel like she didn't know how to be affectionate because my grandma didn't know how to be affectionate and the same thing that you said it was her dad it was her my grandma's stepdad who was 100% cruel to them, to the kids. You know what I'm saying? And she learned to be not, she didn't want to be cruel because she hated the way it felt, but she didn't know how to do anything else. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to do what I know how to do. So I'm just not going to do nothing because I don't want to be cruel to you. I don't, so I'm just not going to tell you I love you. As you said, you didn't get a birthday, happy birthday. Like it was times that they didn't tell me happy birthday either. Like after I turned 10, I stopped getting a happy birthday until maybe, matter of fact, my grandma still don't tell me happy birthday unless I tell her it's my birthday. Unless we're talking, I'm like, oh, and she asked me what I'm doing today, and I say, oh, well, it's my birthday, so I'm about to go do this, and she'll go, oh, happy birthday. I didn't even realize what today was, you know? Mm -hmm. My godmother was the one who showed me how to love. Like, my godmother was the one who showed me what love was. My godmother was the one who actually had like hands like if it wasn't for my godmother i'd probably be in the same situation with my grandma you know like yeah. not knowing how to look like me and my boyfriend still to this day be getting into it because he'd be trying to ask me like how can i show you love like how can i show you that you know and honestly before i got with you i know i know right. what was good all i knew was what was bad so i knew what to not accept as far as what to accept, what you doing? Were you being too nice for me, to me? Are you trying to finesse me? Right. Are you trying to get something from me? Because that's all I know. That's how I feel now. I know I shouldn't feel like that, but like my last situation, like it really, it really broke me to the point where like I don't want to go on dates. I don't, I don't want to do all that that shit uh -huh. that people feel like it's couples goals because I've done that before and it got me nowhere. And I try not to be like that. That's why. I'm, that's why I'm just going so hard on you know chasing my dreams right now because I don't I don't want to get my heart broke again like I don't want to face another death I don't want to get my heart broke dating anybody I just don't have time for it so I I distance myself I, I don't I don't care for dating nobody right now honestly honestly I totally I totally understand that because um I did not know how to as I said as the same thing you said I didn't grow up into a loving household I agree with, when I say with my grandma, my grandpa was loving. My grandpa was, but when he got sick, got become an alcoholic and got drunk and got, got, got really sick, he couldn't do that no more. So I was stuck with my grandma and my auntie and me and my auntie fighting because my auntie had me fucked up. Like, <laughs> like I'm just being real. Like That's why now she feel like if she do some shit, I'm a puncher. I'm not. Like, I'm over that stage, you know? And right. it got to a point that now they tried to destroy my character so much as a kid and oh well Robin's bad Robin did this Robin did that now I don't even do shit now I let them but but why did Robin do this like that's the thing with me like people be exactly. quick to say oh we did this we did but okay why did we do that did you try to sit us down and ask us hey exactly. why did you act the way you oh, do oh my god thank you that is what I was saying the other day on um not the other day I think on episode two where I was saying check on your kids that's exactly what I was saying you people are trying people are quick to say Robin has a bad attitude. Robin is always fighting, but no one took the time out to say, Robin, why are you fighting? Robin, why are you so angry? Robin, what's going on? Because every time I said this is what's bothering me, you just being dramatic. 
Okay, well, shit, right. if I'm being dramatic, let me show what the fuck dramatic is. Right. Oh, and I was like, kid, you hear me now? Oh, do you hear me now? I done punched the shit out you. And I used to tell my right. auntie, like, I, now I told you to stop talking to me because I'm not agreeing with what you're saying. Or you're talking about my mom and I don't like that. Stop talking to me like that. Stop talking to me yeah. like that. Stop talking to me like that. I'm a sex. And I used to tell her, I'm going to ask you one more time. Like, I don't give a fuck. Stop talking to me like that. I'm on your ass. I'm on your ass because I've already asked you. I've already asked you. No, nah, that's, under- that's understandable. Like, like I said, nobody take the time out to ask. You know, exactly. why do you... And and I've done it before. I've literally asked someone who I was dating, you know, let's let's have a heart to heart. Let let's let's talk. You know, that I'm trying to figure out the problem, and they, I don't want to talk about. Okay, well, you just want to go through that. You want to keep being the, you know, you want to be in this repeated cycle, and I don't have time for that. Like I, I'm really elevating myself, and once I realize my, I I can own up to something I did. A lot of people mm-hmm. can't do that. Yep, and that's the issue too. That's 100%. I can say, okay, I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings because I truly didn't mean to. My attention right. was this. Like, my boyfriend say, like, okay, I'm going to be honest, y'all. Um, Tony, I ain't going to tell y'all what I did, but I'm going to tell you because you know you kind of know. You remember I was telling you that, you know, the lifestyle that I was in for a while, mm-hmm. I kind of kept that from my boyfriend because I was kind of scared. I was not thinking about you know, I wasn't thinking about how he would feel once he find out or all that. I was thinking about how I'm going to feel. I like this feeling that I'm getting right now from you. And if you find out the real me, you're going to, you're going to treat me different. You're going to treat you me. You might not like everybody. me. Exactly. You're going to treat me how everybody else in my world treat me. And you're the one of the only people that showed me how to love and show love to me. So when I finally told him, it was like, well, you could have fucking told me. I couldn't. I couldn't. You right, I right. should have, but I couldn't. I couldn't tell you what my biggest secret was. I couldn't tell you what my biggest hurt was. I couldn't tell you that because I was also going... When I met my boyfriend, I think I had just just lost my mama. I had just lost my mama. So the whole time, matter of fact, when I got put out my when I got put out my grandma's house that night, I think I had met him that day. So, so how did you, because I've dated somebody, I ain't gonna say no names, but we went to school with her. But after I lost my grandma, no, after, you know, I lost my aunt, I started dating this girl and uh, I couldn't do it because I was grieving a lot. And she wasn't like, she wasn't, she wasn't giving me that spark. Like, and I would tell her like, yes, that was I'm problem. still grieving. That was the problem. Yeah, I, she wasn't giving you that spark and she didn't know how to cope to you grieving. Like, one thing I can say about my boyfriend, he was there. I can say 100%. Like 100%. She was there too. She was there too, but she would, she would, she'll be like, well, I was there for you when nobody was. Okay, I appreciate that. You know, a hundred, I appreciate that to this day, but if I tell you that I don't want a relationship, then I feel like you should respect it. Or like, I can go three, I could go three days without talking to her and she'll be like, what's wrong with you? But the whole time I'm grieving still. Like I can't, I can't give you my attention because my attention is on that's people the problem, who are no though. longer in my life. But that's the problem. That's your problem. That's not hers. Because you gotta. When I got with, when I got with uh, my boyfriend, I was at the point to where I don't ever remember Jamil. You remember Jamil? Yeah, I remember Jamil. Okay, I still interact with her. She's still my one of my. She's one of my closest friends, and I remember at this point. At this point, when I met him, and remind you, he moved into my apartment 
in October, he started helping me pay the bills. You know, we were we were doing this. Remind you that October is the same month that I found out that my grandma has cancer, you know? So I'm reliving the previous year. So he's trying to figure out what is wrong with you. Like, I just, a few months ago, you was tough hard, a motherfucking soldier. Why are you breaking down like this? Why, what's wrong? And I couldn't explain to him because as I said, you go, if I tell you the truth, you gonna leave. If I tell you the truth, it, you might, it might be too much for you to handle. It took Jamil saying, let him love you. Let him love you. You deserve that. You deserve to be loved. You deserve somebody taking your hand and saying, Robin, let me love you. Robin, I well, got you. I ain't you. gonna lie. I, yeah, I understand that. And like I said, when we were dating, I wasn't over I wasn't over my ex either. And I would tell her that, but she would still, you know, try and be there for me and want to do a couple shit. My, my heart wasn't there. My heart or my mind wasn't there. And I wasn't leading her on or nothing. Like I was telling her, you know, what I'm going through, what's on my mind and stuff like that. But it should be a red flag on your end. Like, okay, if I can go three days without talking to you, that ought to let you know something like that. But she might just simply know? be a healer and you might you might be missing your heel. You don't even know. I I I I, I wish her the best, but man, I'm I'm on I'm on my I'm on I'm chasing my I'm on tunnel vision right now. now I'm, I'm not saying <laughs> let me let me say I'm not saying go back to her. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying she might have been there to heal you because I can say hundred percent my boyfriend literally helped me because it was times to where I'm saying like I couldn't explain and he'll just look at me and be like you good and I'll be like yeah and he'll be like nah and he'll grab me and then I'll just break down because I couldn't hold it because I couldn't I'm not good I just needed that hug like it took me (laughs) his 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 motherfucking head don't make a comment the other motherfucking day Okay, I was like, I, I I was trying to give him his motherfucking props. See, that's why you don't give niggas the props. Okay, I was trying to, and I was like, babe, I really do appreciate you, you know, like for teaching me how to accept love, for teaching me, you know, what I should expect. And, da, 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 da. and he was like, shit, I'm still teaching you. I like, nigga, say thank you. The fuck? Like, you doing extra. Anybody ask you what you still teaching me? I'm learning at this point. <laughs> Yo. But that's true. Like for me, it was just I had to be willing, 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 open to. I don't know what's wrong, Mama. I can't talk today. I don't know any other time I could talk. <laughs> but anyway, at least I know this is real. But no, for real, I had to be open. I, I think what it open. is, I just have to heal completely because I never have issues moving on. I never let you know a lot of stuff upset me, but. You probably ain't dealt with some things that you need to deal with because you're probably looking for closure. I'm not saying this. I'm just saying, like, this is maybe a suggestion. No, you said it right because when I told that lady on the plane, you know, I slept in my grandmother's room and that was the best sleep I ever had. She said you were looking for closure. Like, you had to accept the fact that she's gone. And now I I can deal with it more. Like, it's easier for me to cope with it. Like, I... It used to be times I could pick, I used to be like, okay, I'm going to call grandma. And then I realized, oh, grandma, I'm not here. And, and you so, know what? That's 100%. I didn't accept that my mom was gone until a year later. That's when everything started hitting me. Until a year, until I had to focus on, okay, you know, when I started reliving it, that's when I started realizing my mama is not here. Because as I said before, I was used to my mama leaving. 
for a while. I've been going through that as a kid, like as a dad, like, you know, she'll, yeah, come get you, drop you off, come get you, drop you off. I was used to that. I was used to not seeing my mama. I was used to her going weeks without talking to me for a while. Shit, my mama went to jail. You know what I'm saying? I was used to that. But then it got to a point that it happened too long. My mama ain't never went a year without talking to me. Mm-hmm. She at least tried to reach out. She's never went a full year without talking to me. And I haven't. It's been a full year since I haven't talked to my mama. And my brain started to realize, okay. Because I'm picking up, as you said, you trying to call your grandma. I'm doing the same thing. Calling my mama and getting mad. Like, why the fuck she not? Oh, that's why. Damn. But you know what else what else helped me too? I used to see red cardinals and what is that? I, I would know like red birds. I would see okay. red birds and they would, I'd be like, okay, you know, I sit outside. I sit outside a lot. Like I, I don't know for some reason I like being outside. I'm outside right now. And uh I would see birds and they would come chirping me and stuff like that. But then I stopped seeing the red birds. So now every time I worry, I always get a butterfly. That and that's that's confirmation that my grandmother is telling me, you know, everything is gonna be okay. You and know the what last words to? Yeah, transformation and new beginnings. Yep. Yeah. And I was the last person to talk to my grandmother in person. And then a week later she passed away. And I was our last words we t- to each other was I said, All right, grandma, um, see you later. And but I was like, never mind. I was like, never mind, um, come see me. And she was like, okay, I will. And I was like, all right, see you later. And then I walked out the hospital because I, I knew for a fact like that was gonna be my last time seeing her. And so, like I said, she passed a week later and she's just been, you know, sending me signs. And ever since then, like I, I went through a, I went through a rough year, but lately everything has been has been going in my favor since she passed away. And I noticed her, you know, watching over me, making sure that everything is okay. Oh, you you just gave me chill bumps and I almost cried, Tony. That almost made me cry because you have no idea. I felt so bad for saying that about my mom. Like, I felt so bad. Like, so bad for saying my life's turned out so much better since my mom died. Because you don't understand how hurt. Like, I don't want I don't want anybody to feel like my mom was the reason why I was in the situation that I was in. You know, it wasn't. It was just the fact that when she died, it was like, I felt like somebody was whispering in my ear. No, no, mm-hmm. no, no, do this. No, no, don't do that. Uh-uh. I just told you, don't do that dumb ass shit, you know? Like, and right. then certain things that I would do, I can hear her. Like, people don't understand. I can, When I say, my bad, I can hear my mom screaming at me. Like, I literally can hear her screaming at me because whatever I'm doing. Like, she, when I started this podcast, I, can, I kept hearing her, girl, start talking to people. Because before, mm-hmm. a year prior, we were supposed to start a podcast together. But I was not mentally there. We were going to do one mother, mother and daughter. Because she had just like me. Her ass is crazy. <laughs> Tony, you just, oh, my God. Tony, you really just, oh, it's real tears coming. I was, oh, my God. And I felt, Tony, you don't understand. I felt. So no, I, I, I understand. I understand. Like, like I, I said, my, well, my my grandmother. We we from Louisiana. We from a small town called Alexandria, Louisiana. And my, my grandmother. Well, some of my family. She uh, she, she packed up her stuff. Oh yeah, that's that's right up the street. She packed yep. up her stuff and she was like, "I'm moving to Las Vegas." Moved to Las Vegas, left all her family behind, and ever since I slept in her bed, it's been my calling to do the same thing. Like ever since I went, ever since I slept in her bed and I came back, 
I haven't even been to work because I'm so in tune with going to follow my dreams, with going to move to Las Vegas and start my start my career in film and, and mm-hmm. video production. Yep. No, you don't understand. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I understand you 100% because something just keeps telling me to leave, like, leave, like, and now that people are calling me, because you made a comment earlier, now people calling me saying how proud of me, but I just don't feel how genuine that is, only because when I was doing bad, you were dogging me. You wasn't trying to figure out how, why, or what's going on. Now that I'm doing right. good, I love you. I'm so proud of you. And da 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 da. I knew you was da 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 da. But did you really know? Or because you made me feel like I wasn't shit. Right. You know. Yeah, you yeah. I've, like I've had people shit. like that too. I, man, I tr- tell me, tr- trust me. I've had people that dogged me so bad in the past to where to point out I have fake Instagram pages watching me on Instagram. And I'm not talking about the bots. I'm talking about people actually making fake Instagram pages. And I know that they're fake. Like I know that people are watching me because they can't get close to me. They can't uh-huh. call my phone. They can't, we can't go hang out. You you have you have no choice but to watch my success. Yep. No choice. Every time I block them, they come back. Yeah, exactly. And, and I know they fake. I look, I'm I'm a private investigator. Once I see your username, I'm logging out of mine and I'm going to put yours in and I'm forgetting your password and it's going to tell me the email. It's going to say such and such at gmail.com and it's going to send the number that you made that fake page with. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how real it I got. Th- she said, that's how real it got. Wow. <laughs> Like real talk, that's how I really bet that I bet they like listen to this now. Like, damn, I gotta stop doing this for real now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, I'm I, always I'm two start steps doing ahead that. of you. That is hilarious, but I did not think about doing that. But yeah, I've had a lot of fake pages to wear. Um, or people like. <laughs> I love my aunt, and I, I I don't say what I say about my aunt or my my trauma with my aunt to down her because I do love her. I just can't. No, you just tell the true story. I'm just telling exactly because I don't. You know how people be like, you talk bad about your aunt. No, I'm just telling my story, and now I can. That's how I can tell what I'm doing good. If my aunt is not talking to me and not interacting with me, I know I'm doing good, and that's mm-hmm. fucked up to say. Because no, because some aunt, people only around for your demise. Exactly. I had jumped out of a car um 2016, 15, 2016, 2016, 17. So 2016, 2018 was really tough for me. Like I'm gonna go into deep details about that maybe later episodes. I'm probably gonna break down each episode for each year because that's that's how serious it is. Okay. But um I had jumped out of a car and I had scraped my back like skinned my back like I had road rage all over my back I broke my pinky toe girl I broke my pinky toe my ring toe on both feet I broke oh, my wow. um ring finger I don't know if you can see it or you can you can't see it but uh my finger is slanted still I broke my pinky finger I also um I like it was horrible okay like horrible horrible and that, she came she came and I was so shocked to see her because the last time I saw her I just fought her I, the last time I saw her the last time we spoke I had just fought her you know so she came was like oh my god I'm I'm so glad that I pray for you and da 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 
And nah, like, you can't pray for me. A lot of people can't pray. For, don't pray for me because you praying on my downfall. Everybody's spirit ain't good. Don't pray exactly. for me. Exactly. And I had to look at her like, damn, why the hell are you here? And then I'm thinking everything is all good. I'm thinking we're doing good. I start doing better. I start healing. I start. I moved into my first apartment by myself. I got my first car. I start doing good. Then boom, we back fighting. I'm like, oh nah, what the hell, nah. And That's then how it be. I get, I fall back and I gotta move in. We good. I'm trying. She's trying to make give me make her wigs. After she make me have me make her like five wigs. Oh yeah, I sell wigs, y'all. <laughs> y'all should go follow me, Presidential Beauty Way. I'm just saying. But anyway, uh, after I made her like five wigs, she dogged me again. At that point, I'm like, oh okay, I see what you're doing. No more. That's nope. how it be. That's exactly how it be. You gotta, you gotta get rid of certain people in order for your blessings to come, and that's real. Like, I've had people sit next to me in my car, and the whole time, like I said earlier, they've been hating on me, wishing bad energy on me. That's mm-hmm. why, I, that's why I don't play about that. Oh, I'm gonna pray for you still because don't nine times out of ten, we don't, we're not praying, praying for the for same, the same God. person. Yep, we're not praying for the same. We're not praying for the same, the same God, and. I so I pray whatever whoever is praying against me or wishing whatever is coming towards me send it back their way. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that. That like a lot of people, I don't know, a lot of people not spiritual and that like I can't like I said I can't have this conversation with a lot of people because they feel like oh it's hoodoo, but mm-hmm. this shit is real. Like energy yep. is real, spirituality is real. See like, what happened with they, they ruined our real. thoughts. They they ruined our thoughts and slaveries, and they taught us to praise this person to control us or praise. Because if you really pick up your Bible, all the people that say they all into the Bible, have you really read the Bible? Because if you really read the Bible, you will know exactly what they're doing to us is right in there in the Bible. So you will know, okay, this exactly. is bullshit. You will also exactly. know that the number one, the number one red flag, if you were talking about red flags earlier, the number one red flag it should be the, the Jesus that you're trying to get everybody to praise. Because if you read your Bible and you see what Jesus looked like, I said this on episode one. If you see what Jesus looked like in the Bible, and then you start, you ask, if you ask, as I've done it before, an artist to draw the person that, that you're describing, that he's describing in his Bible, and you get that paperback, it's not going to be the same Jesus that you get when you're looking at, at, at these, this, this Christian Bible. If you right. read, it's a book called uh god is real it's a book called um damn i think it's called god is real no it's not god is real i cannot think of that book name um this is something this is real or something like that and it's about a little a little boy who went into surgery and he died on a table and it's a movie like that yes it's also a movie like that and he died on the table and he experienced hell. No, he didn't experience hell. He experienced heaven. Heaven is real. That's what it's called. This mm-hmm. is heaven or something like that. Heaven is real or something like that. And um, he went to heaven and he started seeing, describing what he saw in heaven. And then he started describing Jesus. And if you paid attention to the movie, the movie told you. The little boy said, they pointed to the, the Jesus. They tell you, He said, is that Jesus? He said, oh, no, that's not Jesus. That's the devil. Right, and then he pointed to the other. Is that Jesus? Yeah, that's Jesus. It was a black man, a black man with 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 hair like a uh, coral. I mean, hair like you know what I'm saying. Like 
Y'all yeah, not real like wool. Hair like wool. What did I say? Uh, we it, it, was, it was it was yeah it was something close to it, but yeah, hair like wool. <laughs> but but I've read the Bible, I read the Bible myself, and uh, I remember uh in in one book this guy was like he he had he had locks and when he cut his locks he lost all his strength himself. But yeah, like this is that is a hundred percent true. My grandfather had locks. I kid you not. He was an alcoholic. Um, and remember I told you before my grandfather showed me love before he became a real life alcoholic. My grandma he retired, and my grandmother made him shave off his dreadlocks. I kid you not. The next day he was not the same man. Right. The next day he lost his mental, his strength, and he became a real life alcoholic. Like wow. Like a real life one of them alcoholics you will see at, at the corner store sitting outside, like mm-hmm. drunk, stressed out. He became mm-hmm. it was to a point at Missouri City Middle School. I was going to school with child happy as hell, but y'all don't even know miserable how miserable I was because I was coming home picking my grandfather up off the middle of the street every day. Every day I was picking a nigga up, bringing a nigga in the house. And I knew this. I knew this. I knew it like clockwork. That's why I don't know if y'all know this. Even in middle school and high school, I stopped dressing cute because I got tired of messing up my cute clothes for this nigga. Not to be rude, not to say it like this nigga this, like, but I'm just saying, I just got I got tired of messing up my cute clothes. I gotta start wearing clothes that was comfortable. That way I could easily pick this nigga up, bring him in the house. Cause I know by the time I get home, he's gonna be stretched out. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna be the one to have to do that shit, you know? And yeah. that dread shit is wild. That's why I started growing my dreads too, because I was cutting my hair so much to where whenever I needed to restart, and I didn't understand why I kept doing that. It was just I need to restart, cut my hair, cut my hair. And I was like, yeah, no. Yeah, I've I had them before, but I don't I don't want them again. But uh yeah, that's how I was. Like I've I've had locks like twice and I will always restart. But yeah, I don't I don't want them again. I want to wear my hair like in different I want to continue to wear my hair in different styles. That's what I missed though. I didn't even lie. My locks, uh, my locks journey has been a part of my spiritual journey. Um I do miss wearing my hair in different styles, but I feel like my locks bring make me more comfortable in being me because it was a long time I wasn't comfortable being who I am. Yeah. It was a long time that I was not comfortable being who I am. It was a long time that um, I was not comfortable with myself and anything I had going on. So when I did my locks, it was like, okay, I'm comfortable not walking out my house without a wig. I'm comfortable not walking out my house with lashes on. I'm comfortable with this now, you know? So that's what the locks did for me. You know what, Tony? I just realized we are past time. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna come back next um next week because this was a great episode. And um we're gonna touch base on this again. So I do thank you guys so much for staying along with us listening. Cause we have been <laughs> a long time. But I didn't just realize I looked at the time and I just got the thing the signal that it's like a cut off. But um, it was a pleasure talking to you guys and it was a pleasure talking to you Tony you can guys you can follow me at lemon square your tea on Instagram also at the Dr. Branch on Instagram as well where can we find you Tony 
at Tony the Shooter on Instagram. Uh, book a photo shoot with me, videos. I also do interviews. All that is on is uh, listed on my page. And yo, let's make let's work together. Let's make something happen. Perfect. And we definitely gonna have front of show next week. Um, we're gonna go deep some more. Um, cause. I, I felt like we were vibing. We were supposed to talk about something totally different, you guys. We had a whole plan <laughs> to talk about. We had it all set it out, but this rolled out, so we gonna roll with it. It was a and hope, hopefully this uh this helps somebody out as well. Yeah. You know, like you mentioned the the counselor earlier. You know, uh, make sure y'all y'all look into that if you definitely, definitely. Need help. Don't be don't be afraid to go get help. Definitely, definitely, definitely call someone. If you gotta send me a message on my Instagram, like I am okay to talk. Like I got, I think I'm a counselor half the time too. I just don't charge. I'm free, y'all. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pleasure.